John Henson. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting story here. This is an interesting story. And guys, look, I got all your text here uh, about the Goon Squad. We'll, 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 Sean will be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll crank that up. Was the Goon Squad actually a racist converse, uh, deal or not? Uh, there seems to be some debate on if it was uh, a race-based crime. But hmm. we'll, we'll save all the reaction for that tomorrow. I've got some thoughts on that as well. But John I mean, they, Henson, they certainly said racial terms during the assault, right? Well, which, mean, uh, yeah, which unfortunately doesn't allow for any other narrative mm-hmm. to be painted. Because there are some people who suggest that they were just tired of having to go out there and it got way out of hand. But because they used the the racial uh, dialogue that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it beca- if you use the N-word while beating a black guy, it, it becomes about racism real quick. And, I mean, I'm going to say as it should at that point, you know. Yeah, yeah, no other narrative, is, no other, no matter how frustrated you were, no other narrative, no matter what else brought you to that point, is going to matter. If you if you do that, and the media finds out in a situation like this, it, no other narrative is going to be allowed. You know, so just food for thought. Yeah. All right, John Henson, Sean, tell the story about how we you stumbled across the John Henson story. Yeah. So back in 2007, I was um, working on my old boss, Robert Schuler Smith's campaign, and uh, who was DA for many years here. And this was his first, you know, he was running uh, against Faye Peterson. And uh, we were putting up campaign signs in Northeast Jackson, me and a friend of mine, and a friend of mine had lived out there in high school. And so he said, let's go to my neighbor's house and put, ask him we can put up a sign in his yard. So we go over there and knock on the door, old man comes out. I don't know what his name was, Mr. Johnson, let's call him. And Mr. Johnson was like, we're like, can we put this sign in your yard? He's like, well, boys, uh, no, I'm, I'm not gonna let you do that. We're like, why? It's just a you know pl- campaign sign. And he's like, well, back in the '70s, I campaigned for this guy. I put his sign in my yard. I uh, I uh, passed out his pamphlets. I had his bumper stickers all over my car. I really campaigned hard for him. And then you know what? He got elected to Congress. We're like, oh, okay. Well, what, what, what happened? He's like, well, wouldn't you know it? He got caught performing a homosexual act in the Library of Congress. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. He's like, and after that, all my friends made fun of me for years, and I couldn't live it down, so I told myself I'd never put uh, another political sign in my yard ever again. We're like, sir, that's a great explanation. We understand that. We're going to take this sign and, and leave. And So I didn't know who this guy was that had done this, that had you know sex in the Library of Congress. And so after I left, I looked it up. And this was kind of the beginnings of Wikipedia in that era, 2007. So I found this guy, John Henson, who is a congressman um, from the old, I guess, 4th District of Mississippi. Which would have been South Mississippi. And it, but it was actually Jackson. Part was, of Jackson, was too. was included into it, but yeah. nobody, who ever, nobody who ever ran from Jackson won. It was always from the southeast corner of the – southwest corner of the state or whatever it was. Right, and he was from Tylertown. His dad was actually like a supervisor in Walthall County. Yep. And um, and I at that time, I had never heard of this guy before. This is, of course, nearly 20 years ago. And, uh, he, um, and so I read the story that he had – he had a, several incidents like this that happened in D.C. One of them was uh, he was at a homosexual movie theater and sex club, and it caught on fire. And he was the, one of the only few survivors of that. Yeah, so that was the second thing, the, the second known incident. So the first one was the Library of Congress thing, I no, believe. The Congress was after he was elected, because before he was on Thad Cochran's staff, when Thad uh, Cochran that, was... that's the, when the fire happened. Yeah, the fire, when he was, when he was like an aide to Thad Cochran, and he was at the movie theater fire... And they pulled his body under like some other bodies, and he lived like four other guys lived. Yeah, he was one of four survivors, mm-hmm. and the only reason his name became public is because he had to give a deposition for the families that were suing. 
The so, gay sex club the movie gay, theater. Yeah. Yeah, come to find out it ain't just a gay movie theater. It's a gay sex club that had 22,000 members, and they would go there and do things that go bump in the night. Yeah, that's it. And, and, uh, so, and he got... So he wasn't elected to Congress yet. Well, then Dad Cochran, Jim Eastland, retires from Congress or is going to retire, the longtime senator of Mississippi. And uh, Thad Cochran ran, won that seat. So Henson ran for Cochran's seat at that point. Yeah. And he won. But there was some, you know, it, I think it, I think it was like in the second term that he was going to run for because of two-year terms that people started finding out about these homosexual incidents that he had. And another one was, before, I think, right before – he was elected was he the got caught ex- he got caught exposing himself at the Iwo Jima memorial to an undercover police officer and that kind of came out well it was funny so the reaction of the GOP in Mississippi they all kind of played it off this was the best part about this story like they were like oh we don't really think he's gay <laughs> well, well the, the the Iwo Jima thing as bad as that sounds when you sit here and talk about it being a, war, a memorial yeah. apparently it was a, a popular gay meetup spot at that point okay yeah it was kind of like the, a, 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 a gay safe haven yeah yeah. You know, kind of like uh, the old Palm Bridges Park at Elton Road. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, like a, was that a gay state? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Um, and then so he um, – so these these allegations had come out, and I think he said Billy Munger and Wirt Yerger met with him, who were you know big-time guys in the Republican Party for years. And they were, they were kind of like – he said, I'm not really homosexual. And they were like, well, I guess we believe him. you know. So they just believed him. And, and uh, then he was reelected. And then two months after he took office again, he got caught – with this guy in the Library of Congress, this aide or employee of the Library of Congress, um, and, and within hours, within hours, and like because apparently the police had a peephole where they were checking on this. Which they talk, were about, these, talk about civil rights violations. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Like they were doing yeah. that. They were like checking for the Capitol people. Police had a peephole for the men's restroom. Yep, because they had where, heard there were homosexual acts going on. <laughs> they were busted people for this in the you know the Library of Congress or, or well I don't know, I think the guy was a Library of Congress employee. And what it, the Mississippi politics books say it was an adjacent congressional building, so I don't know yeah. if it's actually in the Library of Congress. So you want to talk about having a crappy job? <laughs> like it's your job to watch the gay peephole today? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I, I'm gonna be honest here. I'm gonna question if maybe they want some maybe maybe they didn't have a uh, maybe, maybe the guy doing it was gay too. I guess what I'm getting at. How do you get assigned to do that when you're in the police officer? Like, all right, Bob, um, you're on the uh, gay peephole duty this week. You're like, dang it. Man, uh, again, I again, <laughs> I'm gonna do this again. Like that's like a, like that's like I guess if you do something wrong, is it like well, guess who you know you're on you're on gay people duty this week? Uh, there's a great quote in this story, kind of towards the end of it here, because of course it, it got down here to Mississippi within hours. Yeah, and because we just so happened to be in session at the Capitol when mm-hmm. news broke of this, and it went it was a national story, and they made, they said the jokes were going around the Capitol quick. Yeah, and with with how long before he before he stepped down? He, one month. I read his pastor statement. Yeah, I just it was the pastor statement. Yeah, but there, there's a great quote in here from a just a citizen in his district, and it says uh, the quote is the Republican transformation in Mississippi was perhaps best captured by a shopper in Henson's hometown of Tylertown. And I still still rings true today, as far as I'm concerned, because we, the Republican Party, are the party for everybody. We're gay, straight, we don't care. We we welcome you all as long as you uh, vote the way you need to. And it says, the day after his 1981 arrest, the shopper said this. He had figured all along that Henson was gay, but had voted for him anyway just because gay was better than a Democrat. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's what the, I love that part of the book. It says that that's when because this is 1980, y'all. So this is before the state has become the yeah. full Republican takeover. And just in 1976, Mississippi went for Jimmy Carter, you know, and uh, then narrowly for Reagan in 1980. So, so this, it says in the book like this is when we knew that the party was finally taking a hold. That somebody would say that, you yeah, know, something a comment like that, and. Um, the, uh, in Tylertown, nonetheless. In Tylertown, I know. Um, well, they were probably still burning crosses in 81 or so in Tylertown. I mean, I was down there helping my buddy campaign this summer, and it's I mean, it's still a very rural place, obviously. But the um, and then uh, the, the story of John Henson is really kind of sad, though, because so after he resigns, his um, his parents, who his dad, again, is a supervisor in Walthall County, they die in a house fire. And then he got AIDS. And he ended up dying in 1995, very young, around 52. Yeah. And uh, and so it was just kind of tragic reading that. I was like, man, that's a horrible story. He became later. He of course he came out as being homosexual, and, and he started becoming an LGBT activist and all those things. And but then yeah, he died of AIDS in 95. So it was a really sad story. Actually, look at it. I mean, the 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 way it was related to me initially back in 2007, though. This old man saying he ain't never gonna put up another thing was kind of like it was, was funny at that point. And then I found out who this guy was and all the things that had occurred. There's another good quote in here. It's just the one from uh, it's just the one from Thad Cochran. Uh, or just the one from Munger. What's this other quote here? It says, years later, when asked about the 1978 campaign, Evers. Oh, this is a different. Oh, it was that, that was, was what I sent you about yeah. that Charles Evers ran for Senate that year against yeah. Thad Cochran. So uh, once uh, he you know went 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 for the Senate. And um, it was all part of this whole Henson because Henson took Cochran's seat. Cochran ran for Senate. Charles Evers was in the race and said that he liked Thad Cochran and would rather help him out than the guy that had run for, as, as a Democratic nominee, which I think was Claude Manton. I think that's right. So he uh, – Evers. And I thought that's pretty cool that you know Charles Evers was trying to help Thad Cochran out. Yeah, I want to say there was another quote in here. Anyway, the question I, that we have is, is – Sean has said, would this, would this even have been reason for res- resignation today? And I think not being gay, I think it's the, the lewd and crude public acts. But don't you think if this – wait, and that's a good point. I know you said it last night we were talking about this, but I thought about something this morning. But the way there's all this like LGBT agenda out there, don't you think that there, there could be a big backlash of trying to make – like if somebody like Henson was here today saying like, oh, you're only making him resign because he's gay, not because he committed a sex act in public. Well, and, I, and my argument is they wouldn't make it because he's gay. They would make it because it's a lewd sex act in public. And we and I mean, legitimately, I mean, sodomy and, and, and oral in public I mean, at some point, bro. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not debating that point. What I'm saying is would the what well, like that point would be made, what your point is. But would the would the lobby of the LGBT lobby be like just too intense to force him to resign because it would become – just like we're talking about the civil rights stuff, would it become about the fact that he was gay and not the fact that he had actually committed an act in public? Like I think that that may have – that would happen like, oh, you're trying to get rid of John Henson not because he had sex in public but because he's a homosexual. Like I think it would become about that instead of the, instead of the sex act in public. There's a, there's a, there's a fine line where mm-hmm. it ain't about the sexuality. It's about the act. And mm-hmm. I think that, that there's a point where it's just that's obscene, that's – nasty and you just don't do it in public and i know you brought up the lauren bobert thing i think drastically different you know rubbing a crotch versus you know and i'm not trying to paint her she's obviously got some her own issues (laughs) but i think there's a big difference in you know groping somebody in a movie theater versus sure i mean versus you know performing oral at 
in the Library of Congress. Well, my example was actually I didn't articulate it last night, but what if I don't mean just because she was rubbing on the guy's crotch? What if she pulled it out in the theater in that Bill Juice show, right? And then did that? Well, like, yeah, I mean, she, do you she, think she'd be resigning from Congress today? I don't know that Bobert would resign over that. I don't think she would. But look, whether somebody resigns or not, it's a moot point. But the because they have to be they have to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. But would people still want it? Yeah. I mean, people would still want him to resign, especially in a conservative. And I brought this up. There's a big difference in conservative Mississippi versus liberal Colorado. Yeah, but her district is pretty conservative. You know, she, like, that happened in Denver. Yeah, I know it happened in Denver. But I'm talking about the district she represents is yeah. very conservative out in the in western Colorado, on the western slope. Though, then that kind of, but that kind of segues us into George Santos. He's not resigning, and this guy, I think everybody would agree, is the most ridiculous human. Is is anybody? I don't know if out there has watched the movie The Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy. Clay and I were tied this long. We had this long conversation about Eddie Murphy yesterday and how much we liked old Eddie Murphy and the things he did. Um, and there's a movie that came out in 1992. It, it's about how he gets elected to Congress by chain, kind of shorten his name to Jeff Johnson, who was the previous congressman who died. And he he, didn't, he was a con man, and he gets elected to Congress. That's kind of like reminds me of George Santos. George Santos is that, and George Santos is still fighting resigning, even though you know Michael Guest has filed a motion to expel him. And that, and uh, but he's still like every day on Twitter, he's like, I'm being it's a witch hunt, you know, like I didn't do anything. This is a guy that uses campaign money on Botox and OnlyFans and then made up every school he went to, what job. I think he even said his like his grandparents were Holocaust survivors. I mean, it was everything he said is has been a complete lie, and he's still like, I ain't resigning. So that's why I wonder, like, would somebody resign over the sex act if you're not gonna resign like George Santos is doing because things have become so you know. I mean, I don't know the better way to put it. I don't know partisans a way to look at it, but it's just obstinate. I don't like like everything kind of goes these days. So like, if Santos won't resign, I just wonder if in today's world, if Henson would resign. Who knows? Who knows? Let's take a break. Come back. Henson was also married at the time. Yeah. So he was he was committing adultery, and I I still don't think that that's acceptable. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. We'll be right. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, guys, Watchman Security Services. Getting close to the holidays. Now, more than ever, people are stealing packages off your doors. Get you a doorbell security system from Watchman Security Systems or Watchman Security Services. You can get you all the outdoor cameras you need, indoor cameras, or just get you a basic alarm, something to protect your family. They can turn your home into a smart home and more. They've been in business since 1977. The uh, Eric and Nathan Knight, the Knight family, good, good folks right over there in Pearl, Mississippi. But they operate statewide. You can check them out online, watchmansecure.com. That's watchman, M-A-N, secure.com. Let them come out and get you a free estimate together and get you safe and secure and keeping up with what's going on on your property. They can do remote gate access, all of that stuff. All right, Sean Yerkeron here in the studio with me. We're talking about John Henson and performing these lewd acts in public as an elected Mississippi politician. He was a Republican, by the way, if we didn't make that clear in the the last segment. So let's spin this forward a little bit. And Sean made a great point. It, let's just say we, we were looking for uh, somebody to use as an example. I think we're just going to say current Republican or current Democrat. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is somebody clip something out and be like, they said that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, so 
let's just if, if one generic of generic Republican, generic Democrat. Right? Yeah, if one of our current Republican congressmen or senators or whatever mm-hmm. were found to have committed this crime, uh, yeah, I guess it's a crime. Would would we demand them step down? I believe we would, and then we spun it. If it was a Democrat. Would the would that voting base want them to step down? And we know they don't have any morals, so of course they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. I mean, in terms of what the case causes problems for Republicans, because Republicans, you know, campaign on conservative issues and family values, value based voters, those things. The Democrats aren't the same way, so there's a little more leeway to do that as a Democrat than there would be a Republican by their you know respective voting bases. I think is it not still just embarrassing to to get caught not having enough personal restraint that you that you can't just wait till you get home or yeah. get a room at minimum well also that's the interesting about henson reading that i mean you know he got busted he kind of seemed like he skated a few of these times yeah so like can he just run tell him what else he did i he, mean that he did get caught you know, performing performing oral on a guy in a public bathroom that if you're brave enough to do that it probably wasn't your first you're, like killing somebody's not usually your first crime yeah it's not his first rodeo with it i mean i yeah i don't know why he just didn't rent in a like a hotel room. I mean, there's plenty of those in D.C. You know, the Congress people have probably got that lined up. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why. I, maybe he was just into public acts of sex. I mean, you know, people are into that. So that's, that could have been that, it. That, that's very true. I mean, you, some people have different kinks and yeah, teach their own. And you think though he got busted like with at the Iwo Jima thing, which and then the movie theater where he almost died. By the way. And, uh, you know, I just think that would be – and then, of course, the party had to meet with him and discuss it, and they all forgave him. Everything was good, and he just – and then he still did it again. You'd think he would have been like, all right, I'm going to like – I'm going to make a better plan next time. <laughs> Let's take you a know? call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Hello? Hello? Hey, you're on there. Hey, it's Elrod. What's going on? Hey, brother. What's What's up? Up? a little bit. What if it's a, uh, a guy uh, in the Library of Congress with a woman going in the bathroom – Performing sex acts, they're still going to cut cut down on that. They're going to come down on them too. Absolutely, it's the act that they're doing. There's gay people all in Congress. We don't care as long as they uh, act appropriately in public, as everybody else should do. That's the wise thing that shows that they have intelligence and civilized somewhat. And so it's the it's the act. They're just, just saying, don't whip it out in public. Don't do this. Yeah. Go home. Get a room. Yeah, and I, you know, and that's why I slightly defend Lauren Boebert or say that I wouldn't demand her step down. She was in her personal time in a movie theater. Yeah, not, that's not a public, you know, I mean, on public owned property. That's our property that yeah, this that, happened. Library of Congress, you know, we're taxpayers. You know, that's that's all of ours. Yeah, and and and, so, and her and her clothes stayed on. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, you know, it, it, that's that's kind of ritual between humans that that happens. As long as they don't, if they go, they start it there and then say, let's go somewhere else private. That, that's awesome. That's how the way the world should work. Yep. But, you know, to do it, let's just do it right here on the pavement. Yep. No, that's, that's not how things go, man. I really, you know, I'll be honest. I wish we could, I, I wish we could completely just null and void this entire conversation about gay versus straight or anything. We need a, I, I would support a gay Republican for governor. And let's just, Absolutely. you know, just a, a gay black Republican for governor. You would have oh, to that so that way that we just, we just nobody else could. We just cleared the deck here. Like, look, I voted for a gay black guy, but we got the same politics. 
So you can't call me homophobic or racist. But you have to say 40 years ago that be, the, the homosexual part of it was more salacious than it would be today. Sure, absolutely. I oh, think absolutely. It, yeah. This is a different age. A totally yeah. different age now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... So, a, I mean... You're, Things have changed. I mean, if he had he had done that with a with a female in the in the, I think the story wouldn't have been quite as big back then. Is what I'm saying. Back then, as it as it was, I think I think it would have been especially if now if it was a guy caught with a woman, they would say, "Oh, he used her. He's exploiting her." You that know, could was, be true too. <laughs> that's yeah, that's you know, true they, they too. Would flip it. That's, you know how they are. Yeah, that's, smart, that's man. good. That's a good point. Yeah, Rod, appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Have a good happy Thanksgiving. Final talk to you. Oh, Rod is right about that. That's exactly what would happen. Oh. That's exactly what would happen. Like, he used his power. Too. You know, he was like all that stuff. Yeah, that, that's what would happen. Man, look, bro. I'm just going to say this, and we're going to take a break. Women have been attracted to powerful, popular men for a long time. If we're going to start going back and and persecuting men for taking advantage of their power or popularity – with women who willfully did stuff, not unwillingly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to have a, we're going to have to build, we're going to have to just start creating prison states. Yeah. <laughs> just prison colonies. You know, and, and, and what are the, and what are the women like, you know, most men who are powerful and popular are usually successful. Mm-hmm. Women tend to be drawn towards successful men for security, for multiple reasons. You know, like there's a few women that are screwing this whole thing up for, for most women. Right now, like mm-hmm. some some sour women that didn't get the one they wanted, they didn't they didn't strike gold or trying to make it bad for everybody. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Land. The- All right, guys, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Real quick for all of your holiday catering needs, we got two great restaurants. You got the Big Salad right there in Dogwood. You can get one. I didn't even know this till last night. You can actually get a salad bar brought to work. Imagine that, or home or wherever. Get a whole salad bar. Or you can get a sandwich platter. Or if you're a baller, you can get both a salad bar and the sandwich platter all in one fell swoop. Contact the Big Salad today for more details. That's thebigsalad.com, located in Dogwood. Burgers, blues, barbecue, all your holiday catering needs. They got you covered from five to 5,000 people. Check them out online today. They got their holiday menu posted at burgersblues.com. And don't forget their new location in Flowood is now open. And today's plate lunch special is hamburger steak and fried pork chops. So please get over there and support them at Madison, Flowood, or downtown Brandon. Both both restaurants are available for delivery through Take a Break Deliveries as well as a couple other outlets. But I know both for sure on Take a Break Deliveries. That's Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, and The Big Salad for all your holiday catering needs. And don't forget, uh, The Big Salad will be open at 6.30 a.m. Friday morning for Black Friday shopping. So if you're in Dogwood and you're hungry, hit up The Big Salad. Sean, we got about a minute left, brother. Fun show today. Yeah. Thank you for the John Henson topic. Oh, that was that's one of my favorite stories. Like when I heard that, then it was almost twenty years ago. But and if, if y'all had the Mississippi politics book from what seventy six to 76, something like that, mm-hmm. y'all need it. There's a the whole story's in there. It starts on page one twenty two, and it's definitely worth the read. It's only about four pages long, so it's, it's a quick read, but it, it's definitely worth it. It's a bunch of wild stories. I think Sean came up with a great idea yesterday about doing some like, retro political scandal stuff, and that's how we stumbled across this idea. Yeah. We're going to be doing more of that. Sean, thank you. The podcast will be available here shortly at clayedwardshow.com. 
or wherever you download podcasts or stream music. Sean will be back with me tomorrow as uh, we take it home for Thanksgiving. Stay tuned. Americans for Prosperity is next. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.